Anchor FM is one of the best ways to make and distribute your podcasts. Their online creative tools can allow you to make your podcasts from home and on the go. Anchor will also help you get your podcast sponsored with no minimum listenership and help you make money while doing your podcast. And distribution is the easiest thing ever. I've used many different distribution sites. Anchor so far has been the best. And they can get you on every major distribution site out there. They can take your RSS feed, whether you're creating a new one or if you're just moving a show from another platform, sign up for Anchor at anchor.fm now. And when you get there, Make sure you pay attention to everything they tell you to do, and they'll help make your podcast great and help make you some money. Again, head on over to Anchor.fm now. Blog Talk Radio. It's the Sunday Night Roundtable brought to you by the law offices of Stephen P. New and CanBay.com, located on blogtalkradio.com slash widemencantjump and at widemencantjump.com. This show discusses anything and everything and nothing is off limits as the wise men express their views and opinions on all different subjects around the sports, entertainment, and world. Be sure to check us out on iTunes, iHeartRadio, Podcast Addict, Stitcher, Google Play, and at WideMenCan'tJump.com. And now, here is the Sunday Night Roundtable. You know, that song, Rules, I'm just going to throw that out there. Um, that is actually a fake band, believe it or not. Uh, in case anybody has seen the movie Almost Famous, which is uh, based on the life of of a uh, a rock journalist who went on the road with Led Zeppelin and documented uh, documented what was going on. That song is called Fever Dog by the fictitious rock band Stillwater. So uh, I like that song. I've always been a fan. But it's the Sunday Night Roundtable, and that is your music corner with Pissed Off Nate. And we'll get more into that here shortly. But first, joining me all the way from the Great White North, you don't have to say he's pissed off because he's always pissed off. It's Tim Dombrova. Uh, according to the uh, North American Free Trade Agreement, I must inform you now that uh, first of all, that's wrong. It's North Atlantic. No, this is this is fucking whatever I, know, I want right. it to be. You shut the fuck up. Uh, <laughs> Even though you, you were right, it is be, North America. You will be pissed off for fifteen percent of this show. You will be curmudgeonly for thirty-five percent, and the other fifty percent you will be stunningly humorous. There. Well, I've been known to do Donald, that. Donald Trump said so. God, you're really trying to get me going, <laughs> aren't you? You're but anyway, and I wish he was mine, Donald Trump. You can, you can fucking take him. All right. Well, let me let me kick off this program here with a little bit of uh, hmm. How shitty Goldberg versus Taker was. Well, we'll get there. Background: Josh Brown. Uh, well, pull up a chair. <laughs> we'll talk about it. Yeah, you want to talk about it so bad, then get your skinny ass to the table and start yapping, motherfucker. Huh? Well, I'll tell you this. I am at 
time at the local gas station. Uh, I'm not going to reveal the name of said gas station, but I'll tell you this: it, <laughs> it reminds with it rhymes with Peedway. Uh, so we'll go with that. And uh, I'll also point out that at this location of the local Peedway. That is an absolutely horrid parking job by a lot of people there. I am, I pull up and I park, I go inside, I get my shit, I come back out. I get in my car, I'm in kind of a hurry because I got to get home and, you know, do the round table. And this one guy's pulled into this spot getting gas, like, like a normal person would. Like, a, you know, an average ordinary guy would pull into a parking place to park and, and to pump his gas. So nothing against him. I don't know what crack, what meth, or what heroin this bitch had gotten into. She pulls into the speedway completely and utterly sideways. And I'm talking like, just pulls in. There's no fucking way to get out. And then she proceeds to just sit there on her cell phone. And I'm sitting there yeah. like, are you going to move? Are you going to move? And she's just sitting there on her phone and looking and trying to find another place to put a needle mark and looking for a tourniquet and just searching and searching and searching. And if that offends you out there, I don't really care. Um, but Because this bitch ruined my day. I was having a great day. I spent, time, spent some time with my son. Got a lot of editing done today. Uh, more on that later. But... Then I, I, I go to Speedway, and this and this whore bag sitting there just bothering me with the way she parks her car. Has no, no, does not want to move. Um, I don't know what time they start selling lottery tickets at the local Speedway, but apparently that's what we're waiting on. And so I'm sitting, I'm getting more pissed off by the second. So in my small car, very small car, I peel out, turn around, and almost have and have to back up like three times, all while staring at, at this this bitch, this, this horrible human being, no learning how to park, cunt face. And I finally leave, and I'm here now. So there's wow. that. Holy shit! Uh, I don't even know what no to offense, start if that offended anyone out there. Oh well. Build a bridge, get over it. Well, you, uh, whatever, whatever dreams you ever had of running for office as a Democrat are now gone. Number one, sir, I never dreamed of running for any office uh, of any kind. Good, but all good because it's gone now. Except, all politicians are crooks except for my good friend Aaron Stone. Uh, everyone else can suck a big ding dong. And if you're into that, that's cool too. If you don't want to suck oh, a ding dong. No. After that giant rant against women, I know I'm sure that we can trust anything you have to say about anything anymore, sir. It wasn't against women in general. It was against it one track. The words bitch and cunt came out there, man. You're done for. Oh, the, okay. the, fall, of Nate, the fall of Nate Bush. Stay tuned. You're allowed to call, you're allowed to call people a cunt no, when they're not. acting. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. You're a Democrat, so yeah, you can. Oh, wait a minute. I figured that out now. I'm not Thank allowed you. to call them that. Well, as long as you know the rules, I'm proud of you for learning. Again, 
You can only call people a cunt when they're acting cunty. That's the rules. <laughs> yes, it's not because they possess one. That's not the... Uh, no, 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 no. Uh, just that, because that, that's you, not the, that's that's the thing behind that. Correct, correct. Either does bitch. A man. a man can be a cunt. Oh, and are on several occasions. More than women I know are, probably. Many. I know many. So, oh. you know. This does not, not, none of this is like a residual effects from last night's fiasco. No. And well, I'm not going right. to get into that. <laughs> all right, okay. Well, fair enough. That's between you and I. That's that's okay. I had I had time to think on it, and I'm not going to get into that. So uh, yeah, no, that that may come back to tag you somehow. We probably don't need that. So we're gonna leave we're gonna leave the details of uh, my yesterday experiences out of it. So why don't you you know instead why don't you just get in your car, drive across what? the border into Canada, check into the hospital, tell, tell just tell them you're feeling a little fatigued. And you know me, and they'll set you up with a nice maple syrup uh, IV, and everything will be fine. You know, that would be wonderful, Tim. That really would. An I would RC, enjoy uh, that. An RCMP, uh, like a, a mounted horse policeman, might come and pay you a visit. Somebody oh, will probably be... come along. Somebody will probably come along with a diorama of uh, seals and polar bears and moose and wolverines playing in the wild for your entertainment. It'll be a great stay. You'll love it. Sounds like a party to me. And no one will force you for eleven ninety nine to watch Goldberg and the Undertaker on pay per view. Well, see, I only pay nine ninety nine, sir. Well, so I don't know. Is, but, sure. Well, but we won't force you to do it. <laughs> well, we I didn't we want to. to. We won't try to trick you into thinking this is entertainment. Well, Tim, you know me, and as big of a wrestling fan as I am. How many how many shows how many events do I miss on that are nationally televised? Not no, many. Usually. I had absolutely no desire want to. There was nothing that was motivating me to want to watch Super Showdown. Yeah, well, there's nothing. Okay, the card was garbage. You know that there's absolutely nothing happening there that's going to tie in in any way, shape, or form. To anything else, they can't even do that on their weekly TV show. So why would no, they it? can't? I mean, it really seems pointless. So I'm gonna well, have to say I, I accidentally watched part of it, but it was bad. See, what I did see. People were people were messaging me saying, "Man, this card is is putrid. It's horrible." Or you know, did you see that? And I said to be upfront, "No, I didn't," because it never interested me. Uh, it was announced Goldberg versus Undertaker. Okay, my feelings on Goldberg are he should just basically go sit in a car at Speedway. Uh, that's how I feel about him. But you know, and, and I saw clips from the match because it was it was all over the place. It was all over social media. People were calling it one of the worst wrestling matches you'll ever see. Um, <laughs> but no, but I, you know how I feel by this though. And you know how I feel about Dave Meltzer. You know I'm not a Meltzer guy. Oh, I love me some Meltzer. Oh, <laughs> shut up. I would absolutely love to see Meltzer. what Meltzer rated this match. <laughs> Believe it or not. I would absolutely. Five stars! God, that was loud. But- <laughs> Holy Jesus, Josh Brown. I'm in the other room. i got to be here. 
Josh Brown out of nowhere. But I would absolutely love to see what Meltzer uh, rated rated that. <laughs> Josh Brown. Yes, Josh. You know he's going to give it one extra star because it's closer to the Tokyo Dome than it would be in the USA. Well, you know, I, I got to I, I agree with you. I was about to say Josh Brown, a mind is a terrible thing to waste, but then you came up with that, so. He did. Yeah, apparently he hasn't released the star ratings yet. Uh, So we'll see. Oh, he's probably got to get together with Vince and go, okay, Vince, I can't give every match on here a fucking one or a zero. I mean, what are we going to do here? I was told by an associate that some of the matches were good. Some of them. No, they weren't. Well, I mean, I have I mean, read, I, okay. In all fairness, I never saw it all, so I shouldn't say that. I read nothing about this being good anywhere. Nowhere did I read that it was anything good. So, so here's what I want to bring up. Here, here, here's something that I think I want to bring up. the The whole idea of this super showdown, this whole deal with the Saudi Arabian government. And I'm sorry we're taking a turn here for criticizing wrestling. If that's not what you're here listening for, I'm sure we'll change the topic several times during this show. However, come on. Wet my whistle there. The de- the terms of the deal are basically $45 million a year from the Saudi government for 10 years. And in that deal... WWE can make extra money if the Saudis ask for more shows and pay it, which is, you know, that's that's part of, of the terms of the agreement. Um, and people will, will say, you know, how dare they go over there and do this and do that. Look, if you're a worldwide business and somebody says, come over here and put on a show for $45 million every time you do it, you're going to do it because that's $45 million. Uh, and people didn't. have bitched, they bitched and moaned about the shows. And you know what? I mean, I don't agree with the policies of Saudi Arabia, but I'm also not being offered $45 million from Saudi Arabia if, to come over and that do something. Was truly the case, you would not be able to put on a show anywhere. Every country exactly. has laws or something that's fucking stupid. That's just, Absolutely. I mean, in the United States is, yeah, the U.S. is hardly uh, blazing a trail of glory and goodness lately. So exactly. what, we shouldn't shouldn't host shows here either. That's just dumb. That's just people looking for well, something to bitch about. It's forty five million dollars. Uh, I can over I can overlook a shitty government for forty five million dollars. Hell, and I, I overlook and a shitty government every day on my way to work. So live you know. live from Saudi Arabia, white men cannot jump covering the Saudi basketball league. Fucking be there in two minutes for forty five million dollars. If they offered $45 million, I would be right there, front and center, wearing whatever they want me to wear. Well, actually, I wouldn't. I would have to make a deal that they, they I, I will watch, I will stream the games to my home, but I'll fucking cover them all day long, 24-7, for $45 million. Bucks. Shit, I'd do, it for, I'd do it for $450,000. I'd do it. Let alone well, $45 I mean, million. Again. They wanted, me to, they wanted us to cover, once a week, we had to cover Saudi Basketball Week. I'd learn all about the Saudi basketball players for four hundred and fifty grand. Yeah, absolutely. Who wouldn't? Yeah, I mean, you'd have to be crazy not to. Mm-hmm. Really? 
Even if it was bad, it can't be any worse than the WNBA. Ow. <laughs> well, oh, no, come on anyway. Now. I watched the WNBA the other day. Ooh. Let's not get into well, that. Yeah, we won't get into that. But e- Equal pay for equal following, I guess. I, I, I understand <laughs> why people don't want them to go there to Saudi Arabia. Yeah, I do too, but shut up. But it's $45 million. Now, a lot of the things that they are doing here in the States come from that money. Everybody that enjoys NXT, NXT UK, you have the Saudi Arabian government to thank for NXT UK because that deal helped them launch well, that surely, program. That surely the WWE must be using some of that money to pay for health insurance for their – oh, wait, no, wait a minute. No, they don't. No, they're, now that they're not doing. You know that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they could run one extra event in Saudi Arabia a year and pay for health insurance for all the wrestlers, yeah, but they don't. They, they certainly uh, could. But, that's, but that's a whole other ball of ass. That, that's another know. debate for another time. Saudi yeah. the, the Saudi Arabian government, though, man, do they make some weird-ass requests. They want Goldberg and Undertaker, and and I think the Saudi Arabians know the kind of show they're getting, and I think they're just so happy to have some sort of wrestling entertainment there that they really are just excited that the WWE is there. I think that's what, because they're not worried about the quality of the show, whereas we here in the States care deeply about the quality of the show. Or is it a total work where they're like, okay, what card can we think up to see if they can come up with this? Let's go Goldberg versus Undertaker. Oh, no, there's no way. They can't do it. Oh, God, crazy bastards. They've got Goldberg versus Undertaker. That's crazy. Who are we going to ask? Who we ask for next next time? Uh, Hogan versus Abdullah the Butcher. <laughs> there's no way. And somehow WWE pulls it off. You throw enough money at people, it'll work. But remember, though, there was a... I don't know if you ever heard this story. Do you remember the sumo guy they had in the Greatest Royal Rumble who was in there for a cup of coffee and got tossed? Do you remember him Not vaguely? Really. Well, I mean, I couldn't tell you his name right now. No, I like, couldn't I either. I couldn't tell so you this dude's that, name. That was how it stuck with me. Well, impression it had on did, you, did you hear the reasons why they they got this sumo guy that no one had ever heard of? Somebody had seen him once on some... Something no. somewhere. No. Now again, I don't know how true this is, but I heard that the Saudis had requested that the WWE bring Yokozuna for, back for this show. So uh-huh. what they so what they did So they got fake Yokozuna and they got some guy named oh some guy who was a sumo and put him in the match to give them at least a version you of know, Yoko. You know where they heard that out, though, right? What, from from the Case of King podcast? Yeah, Saudi Kings listen to the Case of King podcast. That's correct. Yeah, they're listening to the greatest wrestling but fantasy draft to ever live, huh? Guy, that one was. They heard some guy named Nate Bush pick Yokozuna and then a lot of talk about him ever since. So Multiple times. Yeah, he, he must picked. be good, yeah. He must be good because they keep talking about it. They're all jealous of the pick. so They should be. Should be jealous <laughs> of the pick. Thank you. 
Um, I'm trying. To, I'm trying to find his name. I'm trying to find his name. This, this guy, Hiroki Sumo, is the guy. He's a former sumo wrestler from Japan. Uh, he wrestled for Nakamura Stable until it closed. Apparently, uh, now lives in Los Angeles and does sumo exhibitions and amateur tournaments. And I'm pretty sure that's what debuted for WWE in the greatest Royal Rumble and Mark Henry tossed him. And that is it. That is all he's ever done for the WWE. I'd really like to know what he got paid. I have no idea. I mean, because like normally you would go, okay, well, the free trip to a foreign country might be worth something, but not over there. It's not. Yeah. Like that's where at least it isn't for me anyway. Um, yeah, that's not on my pl- that's not on my my vacation list. You know, you got you gotta wonder, like, you know, what does it what would it take? Twenty five grand? I mean it would fly take some over, money. Well, I guess it would you know, fly over the day fly if we're paying for the flight, I would have to assume. Because that wouldn't be cheap, I wouldn't think. We'll fly you there day uh, night before and you leave the you know, night after, twenty five thousand dollars. You'd probably do it if you were. Oh, I mean, that's needed. quite a bit of money. money. I would, uh, yeah, I don't know the money's not. I mean, it's garbage compared to what anybody else is getting over there, probably. But because I imagine they got to pay the big guys a pretty good chunk to. Oh, you know, sure. Goldberg, Gold, Goldberg didn't go over there for no hundred grand. No, probably not. No, I'll bet you got way more than that. So let me throw this out at you here. This might be a uh, something that we can discuss because this is a discussion I had earlier. So they go over and do these Saudi Arabia shows, and I don't know if you noticed, but the Saudis love them. Obviously, they they love the shows. They have a blast at these. Oh, they was uh, for the little bit I watched. They they were quite happy with it. It seems absolutely. Um, so my next question though is this why don't they why don't instead of putting these on the network where they just get absolutely destroyed everybody that watches watch this show I don't know anyone that really had a positive thing to say for the most part Um, because they don't advance the storylines they don't. They don't really. I don't even think they've ever had a title change on one of these, and it's really never been very entertaining. A lot of people are just like, okay, we're not going to watch the Saudi show. So I'm wondering why they don't just keep it local. Do the Saudi show in Saudi okay. Arabia. Still do have it be the big show. Cool, all that, and now just be like, okay, we don't need to. We don't need to broadcast this. You and I talked about this, but I, I think I've come up with a better answer to that question since we did. I'll bet you it's in okay. the contract. Okay, well, if it's in the contract to air it, though, why? That's that's my question. Oh, why? Oh, well, because the Saudis want – because then it gets out there that, you know, how many times do they say Saudi Arabia? Look at us being all modern here with this wrestling. We're just like you guys. Blah, 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 blah. 
I, I bet you it is part of the deal that it has to be there has to be a certain amount of publicity behind it. Hmm. So maybe they're trying to, because it seems like the Saudi Arabian government is really trying to push, especially the city of Jeddah, as a tourist destination. Well, they might be. Maybe it's just a, it's the beginning in a long uh, struggle to get something else of some validity over there. Like a Cutter has managed to score the uh, World Cup of Soccer, even though nobody knows how. Um, you know, maybe they're looking at a. I mean, they're, they're one of the few countries left that can afford to have an Olympic bid. Yeah. And these kinds of things. So maybe they're looking at trying to get some kind of international sporting events or, or something. Well, I imagine anything because I don't imagine they have anything like that, anything that comes close to that over there any, for any other reason. I don't know. just doesn't seem like, I don't know, it just seems like something that I'm not. I don't know either, but I mean, because there's there's no way they're dragging the production team over there for no reason. It costs too much money. It's a lot of money. I mean, it would have to be in the contract, and to me, there's no way that they're making enough money to physically or or to even want to just basically you're filming and putting out a show that people are just taking a huge shit on. And it's, and it's but we take a huge shit on every pay per view they have. So I, I, I don't shit they, on they, every pay per view. I did uh, shit on. Course, I yeah. shit very hard on Money in the Bank. The last one was as bad as the as the Saudi shows. So maybe that's. I don't know. Like, it might be. It could be a combination of that. Vince just doesn't care. It's five hours of programming for the network that nobody's got to worry about. I don't know. Could be a lot of things. I mean, I never really watched... Uh, I mean, I watched WrestleMania. I didn't hate WrestleMania. Like, I'm not going to say it was a bad show, because I didn't think it well, was. But it certainly wasn't. It, it paled in comparison to WrestleManias of days gone by. Oh, Money in the Bank was awful. But, and here's another here's another thing that I just can't I can't get over. They were plugging this show as a as big as WrestleMania. Why would they why would they lie? I mean do, I mean it's that's just it makes no sense to me why you would throw that out do you there. Always, do you because always as soon have vagabonds outside your recording studio? Yes. But I don't understand why you would plug a show as being as big as WrestleMania when everybody knew otherwise. We all knew. We knew better. I mean, you just have to chalk that up to that's just WWE being doing what they do. They act like <laughs> I feel like we should be allowed to sue them for for false advertising. I mean, they act like you're not aware that you're that you're not aware that there's any other wrestling in the world. They act like you're not aware that uh, the word hospital doesn't exist in the real world. Yeah, they don't like to say hospital, medical yeah, facility, traps and titles and all this other, you know, the WWE universe. Like somehow, you know, like they do treat and have for quite a while treated their fans like as being extremely fucking stupid. And they just yeah. run with it. 
I mean, they they always did to some extent. They kind of lived in their own, you know, wrestling little world there, and that's okay. But now they they totally live in the WWE bubble, and whatever happens inside of there is whatever's going on, whatever they want it to be. And then you either jump in the bubble and go for the ride, or you choose not to. Do you think it's just Vince, or do you think it's more? Well, you know, we always get back to Vince, and it probably is mostly him. But who's going to argue? I mean, the company makes money and has for for decades now. Well, you say the company makes money, and, and they do. I'm not, do. not debating as that. As far as shareholders not. are concerned, that company is a great one to invest in. It has five years of guaranteed income. That company has lost since since two months ago. That company went from ninety nine dollars of stock or ninety nine dollars a share on stock and dropped all the way now to seventy three. Okay, so, but that, that all depends on when you bought your stock, though. I could argue that well, if you bought the stock, when it was, was ninety nine. Yeah. I'm just saying, two months ago it was ninety nine dollars, and it's dropped already all over twenty points. That's a big okay, drop. It, it is, but I just that's there's nothing nothing going to happen to that company that it isn't going to bring in revenue. They already don't sell tickets to house shows. I mean, what what else is left? Yeah, the house the house shows are uh, definitely uh, big time going downhill. You know, they they don't have pay per views as such anymore. So they're not concerned about a buy rate or any of that kind of thing. No. They, so, well, what's left? The television ratings don't matter to some degree because the contracts are locked in for time periods. Like there wasn't, like if this, if their television ratings, if we could go back to the, the Monday Night Wars thing and their mm-hmm. ratings were doing then, like now what we're doing it then, they'd be having a heart attack. Because that was the gauge of whether you were doing anything or not, but it isn't anymore. You know the I mean the USA Network and what is it Fox or whoever the hell's got SmackDown Fox or ESPN. Whoever they're going to Fox. Rights, whoever bought the rights to SmackDown anyway, that money's going to get paid unless they yeah. break the contract. So I mean, but I don't imagine. Well, there might be a bottom number in there somewhere for. I feel like Fox definitely has a bottom number. I feel like Fox is definitely saying, "Okay, we'll let you on here, but if you don't pump, you know, if you don't pop a rating by X amount of time, then you got to pay this money back." Is on where right now? USA too. Say it again. I'm sorry. SmackDown is on USA right now. It is right now. Okay, it pulls about two million viewers. That on Fox would be one of the highest rated shows they've got on the on the network. On Fox? Okay. Well, there you go. Oh, that would blow uh, Family Guy and all those kinds of shows. It would blow them right out of the water. So, you know, for them, now whether they'll get too many people to watch it or not, I'm just going to pull up quick the, uh, I happen to have them relatively handy, the uh, television ratings. Well, while you're doing that, while you're doing that, let's go ahead and hear from 
one of our great sponsors here on the show. Let's hear from the great people over at New Law Office, the law offices of Stephen P. New. Personal injury, product liability, workplace accidents, mesothelioma law, social security disability, unfair insurance practices, family law, employment discrimination, and more. All this can be handled at New Law Office with Stephen P. New. It's New Law Office with Stephen P. New. You can get your free consultation today by calling 1-800-208-9169 or 304-362-7345 for your free consultation. A new level of personal service, whether you've been injured or facing divorce or experiencing workplace discrimination, you can rely on compassionate, thorough representation from New Law Office. Be sure to contact Stephen P. New Law Office at newlawoffice.com or again get your free consultation at 1-800-203-9169. Stephen P. New, answers to your legal questions. Thanks again to New Law Office. Who said you're welcome? That would be Josh. Who <laughs> said you're welcome? It sounded different for a second. All right, Nate. The, the ratings. Okay, go for it. On Fox for their biggest and brightest. Are go ahead. Horrific. The only show they have that would do two more than two million is uh, some chef show they have on. Really? So, like, you know, for them that that number, and it's it's on during the during the week where they, there's nothing else like it on TV except for Raw. Now hmm. AEW come along and fill that in at some point, but you know, uh, Fox is going to pour out hell. You know, one point eight. I mean, the, the Fox does not get the greatest numbers. They just well, don't. here's here's something I want to bring up. When AEW makes its television, you know, comes on TV, and, and of course, that's all well and good. Uh, once they get there, they're coming to TNT. And I think they're going to have a huge number the first few weeks because people are going to be tuned in. I am incredibly interested to find out how they do television ratings-wise after a few weeks where they have to actually... Uh, Yeah, I don't know. Here's the Sunday lineup for Fox, which is their big night when their animated Mm -hmm. shows are on. Okay, Simpsons, 1.1 million. Bob's Burgers, 1.1. Family Guy 1.2 and some Family Guy special 1.2. That's it. Hmm. I just so, wonder, Tim. If you could throw I a show in there that is pulling two million, Fox would be pretty pleased with that. I'm thinking. Now, how that translates? I wonder I though if I wonder what maybe they're sh- if they have a high share because you talk about the ratings, but do they have big time shares? Oh. Well, it does. It does matter where those numbers come from, I guess, to some degree. Uh, where are we pointing out here? Adults, eighteen to thirty-four. That's the biggie, right? Point two, point three, point three, and point three. Like they're in the they're in the decimals for 
That's sales demo. Demographic mm-hmm. shares, they are the lowest of the low. Like, let's put it this way. The demographic share for the NBA finals was at 30. Yeah. Okay, 30 for men, 18 to 49. Family Ooh. guy, it's it's a two. So that tells you, no. mind you, the NBA kicked the shit out of everything that was on TV on Sunday. I'm about to say, so, the NBA is actually becoming probably outside of the NFL the most watched thing on television. And, well, and Tim, really- this is something, and this has become an issue now where, Especially nowadays, with the advent of a lot of people loving the uh, to binge watch, like if you notice, most people don't watch television shows as they air outside of like you know Game of Thrones that just ended and, and things like that. But yeah, even that people, was not on a regular network. Yeah, that wasn't a regular thing. Everything has become now a binge watch. I'm going to wait until it comes out on you know whether it be Netflix, Hulu. Amazon, or I'm going to buy the DVDs, or I'm going to do this, and I'm just going to watch it all in order as it goes, and then I don't have to worry about commercials and things like that, and people are getting more to that than they are actually watching television, because we have become a society of people who don't want, we're very impatient, we do not want to wait, and having to wait through commercials, hell no, we don't do that. Oh, that's a combo of things, too. Not only do I, if, if I want to watch, uh, let's say, what was the big one, that, uh, Netflix and, uh, say, like Stranger Things, which was a big, big deal. Okay, it comes out. If I want to binge watch all 10 and find out how it ended in two days, I can do that. If I want to yeah. stretch it out, I can. And then on the flip side of that, the makers of these things have way more leeway to do whatever it is they want to do because it's not really a whole yeah. lot of rules. And you don't have that. the FCC. You don't have the FCC coming oh, yeah. at you. You can you can curse on there because it's a you know more of a paid subscription. It's not you don't have to worry a lot about ratings per se. But also, the, <laughs> as Josh is making sushi in the microwave at the moment, but also. You have dude, to look at raw, dude. Uh, it was frozen, so he had to unthaw it. Yeah, you got to unthaw it. All right, I'll give you. Okay, I'll give you that. But, but now, really, what's the only? What do you, Tim? Let me ask you this. I mean, you're strange, yeah. though. You're old, so you watch a lot of live TV. Uh, um, actually, I don't really. <laughs> <laughs> you're wrong there. Uh, he's been insulting me all night, so he gets that one. And, um, yeah, no, that's okay. I can take the old jokes. I'm, talking, I'm just I'm talking that much more smarter than you guys, so fuck you both. <laughs> but uh, anyway, um, I don't actually <laughs> network television we don't watch very much of anymore. Well, most network television. Nothing on. Nothing on. Exactly. Like I, just, like I just saw yesterday, I was going to tell you about this off air, but I'll tell you on air because it kind of fits the uh, okay. show. It's probably a show you'll really like, but it's on the new. I'm not sure where the hell a guy gets to watch it at. It's on the new Apple TV thing, whatever that's uh-huh. called. All right, they're okay. doing they're doing a mini series where the space race, the Russians get to the moon first. But it turns out that there's water and all kinds of other stuff on the moon, so the race continues on to who can actually get there, and claim all this stuff. And it's a 
you know, uh, not real, right? But but it looks exceedingly well done. And you would that's not something you're ever going to see on on uh, network television. They would never let them do it. No, and network television has now become the, you know, how many singing competitions can we have, at least here in the United all, States? Because yeah, reality there's TV a new is a big chunk of, and then and that's I mean that's a whole other thing of that reality TV is not really very much reality. Yeah, I mean that's that's what it's becoming. But what is the thing that we, especially you and I, I watch the most live as it happens? Sports. Sports, sports yeah. is the thing that you, you – sports is probably the most watched live programming on television. Oh, I don't uh, Whether it be that. basketball, football. You yeah, get the it can't be TV show, Like Game of Thrones was pulling ridiculous numbers. Uh, the Big Bang Theory pulled the ridiculous numbers. But that's rare. For a while. For a yeah, while. That's rare, that's rare, though. You don't get a – I mean, the uh, – Monday Night Football's been pulling however many million for how long, as long as Monday Night Football's been on TV. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I'm just, I'm just wondering. Uh, I mean, I know that I know Game of Thrones was was pulling like you know around 17 million, but then people knew it was also going to be the end of it too. So that yeah. hype, you know, that did didn't hurt, but. Uh, I don't know what the what the regular season NFL football game pulls. It's so hard to tell because there's so many of them on. You know, let's put it this way: what what would an NFL game pull if they only put one game on TV on Sunday? Like if you couldn't flip from, you know, you got a <laughs> what is it? You guys, you guys get the noon game and what the four o'clock game? That's for you guys. Right? Yeah, noon. You got noon and four twenty-five. Okay, well, actually, so one okay, so imagine, okay, so imagine that instead of having all the regional choices that a guy gets, particularly if you have cable, if they didn't give you those, it was just, all right, you will be watching the Giants and the Redskins at four. What would that number be then? Because people would watch it regardless. Because people oh, yeah. like football. I mean, you know, particularly you Yankees and your football are, uh, you know, it's like hockey up here. Doesn't really matter who's playing that much. Does a little bit, but but uh, at the end of the well, day, what is on? Look at the Thanksgiving Day ratings, where it's the Detroit Lions against some helpless team, and they're helpless, and nobody cares, and it's still still <laughs> watching. Well, let, let me say this: I'm looking here at um, the top-rated shows from. May 27th to June 2nd. Okay. Uh, your number one and number two, the NBA Finals, game one, game two. And they're triple everything. Uh, they're pulling a 4.8. Uh, the next thing is America's Got Talent. That's a 1.7. The Stanley Cup Finals, game one, a 1.6. The fifth, <laughs> the funniest part, the fifth rated highest show of that week was NBA Countdown on ABC to lead into the NBA finals, just the show that talks about the NBA. Well, the, dra- the draft, the NBA draft pulled a 3.9. Well, the NBA draft is awesome. But um, then the Bachelorette, yeah, yeah, it tells you. I mean, people, people are interested. 
The Bachelorette, Songland, then American Ninja Warrior, uh, then Jimmy Kimmel on ga- Jimmy Kimmel Live Game Night, uh, then NBA Countdown again, and Big Bang Theory, Master Chef, The Amazing Race. So, you know, and jo- and Josh and I are both fans of, of Master Chef. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, that's just it's insane what live sports is pulling and I'll tell you this I hate I hate the fact that the the NHL and the NBA happen at the same time of year I really do Tim I really wish that the NHL took place during like I wish that the regular season NHL would start around February I know how weird that would be having ice down in the summer but I really wish that they would you're somehow, gonna, some way, figure out a way. The, you're going to tell the country that founded the sport that for three quarters of their winter, they're not going to have hockey? and fucking insane. True. Very true. I just want... Yeah, I agree with you. The playoffs, they, they should not be both happening at the same time. Yes, I they, hate the fact that the the NHL and the NBA playoffs and the regular seasons happen at the same time. And I know they stagger them as best they can, but, you know, I've been an NBA fan since I was a kid, and I, when I watch hockey, I really enjoy hockey. And I think I, I, could, I, I could easily become a fan of yeah, hockey I if I watch it. Uh, it's solvable. And I'm not sure. I, know. A, I wish it could. Because soon, because soon, Tim, we're going to be in a vacuum where we're, we're looking at the calendar begging, begging for August because all that's on – it's shitty baseball. So why doesn't and, why doesn't basketball start a month later? Well, something, man. I, I mean, I'm so okay what, with that. So why, why why wouldn't they? I mean, they're they're not. It's not like they're. If they started a month later and instead of ending in June, they ended in July. They're not fighting NFL football. They're not fighting. I would be. I would major be totally any more than they are now. I would so, be totally fine if the NBA started Christmas Day. I think that would should be they, awesome. They only have to start two weeks later. Well, look at it and, like this. And adjust NBA, the a few years ago, a few years ago during the lockout season, uh, they didn't start the regular season until about Christmas, and it was awesome. Um, every game meant more, and it, it was really cool because I mean I got to pay more attention to football, got to watch a lot more of of that. You didn't have the, um, the, you know, we we start in October, and that's cool and all, but it's one of those things where if they were to start in December, they could end in, and, and of course, not make the finals last as long as they do, they could easily be done before college football and the NFL start back up. I suppose they the only way that's going to happen is if somebody starts to lose viewership and they can somehow peg it on the other sport. But right now the yeah. NBA does well and so does the NHL. So they really don't care right now. Mm-hmm. But like I say, yeah, if some, suddenly uh, hockey's rating, like the playoff ratings were down 50% because everybody was watching the basketball, then you might see some change there. But until then, probably aren't. But back to the, the, the live TV thing and the sports, 
This will mm-hmm. just go to show you. Here's the just a, a January of this year. This is the top shows for January. Okay. And NFC playoff game, Dallas at Rams, 33.4 million. Yeah. CFP championship, Alabama at Clemson, 24.7 million. NFC kickoff of the Dallas Rams game, 24 million. The NFC playoff post game, Philadelphia at New Orleans, 22.8 million. College football pregame show on ESPN, 16 million. Then you get the Big Bang Theory at 13. NCIS at 12, America's Got Talent at 9 million, and Mom at 9 million. So the the Rams and the Cowboys did three times, not quite three times the number of the biggest non-sports show on television. That's insane. So there's why, you know, if you want to know why the NFL doesn't do anything to change their game, there you go. Don't need to. Yeah, I suppose you're right. Oh, well, not not according to those numbers. Don't need to. Now, they might those numbers might be different if we're talking about uh, Sunday afternoon and you're lucky enough to get the New York Giants against the Cincinnati Bengals. Then <laughs> you might want to be looking for something to, to up the value of the show, but... No, sports, sports. I don't know. People talk about sports like it's dying, and I'm I'm not so sure that that's really the case. Yeah, baseball, I suppose you're right. Baseball, baseball, maybe hasn't hasn't done as well. It's it's been the sport that's been taking a bit of a a lick. Speaking of which, a Stanley Cup update: the Boston Bruins won nothing over the Blues in Game Six, live from St. Louis. Wow. I'd like to see the. I would definitely like to see the Blues win that series. I would too, because I have a sneaking suspicion if the Blues did not win the night and win the cup, they aren't going to. Not un, well, not unlike how I feel about the basketball game tomorrow night, where the Raptors better yeah. wrap it up. Because if they don't, I'm not sure I like their chances. I don't know. We will have to see because. There's a rumor that Mr. Durant will be back. Well, he's been listed as questionable now for game five. So, but that doesn't so rule out all see. that. Yeah, well, that's all that. I mean, a lot can happen in treatment for a 24-hour period. So, who who knows? Let's switch gears here <laughs> a moment. Uh, the Canadian Open was, was today, was, was the last round was today. And in a, in, in a stunning show of true Canadianism. Uh, there was no Canadian close enough to come close to winning. So Canada, <laughs> well, just, you know, we, we aren't that great at golf. It's not a secret. So okay. Canada, ado- Canada adopts Rory McIlroy and cheers him like a fucking rock star. Well, you got to. It's Rory McIlroy. So, so he ends up uh, having the round, shoots a nine under 61. Oh, yeah, he had a great day. In the final round and and wins the championship. And when they interviewed him, well, or attempted to interview him after the 18th, Mm -hmm. the fans chanted his name so loudly they had to stop and wait for the fans to get tired of screaming his name. And to which he went on, 
To which he went on and he sold Canada. That's the great. <laughs> I mean, I'm not sure that Rory McIlroy has been in Canada long enough probably to play the play the Open and get on a plane and go home. I would imagine. Yeah. Uh, but but he he sold Canada as being the greatest country on the face of the earth. Uh, apologized for the 61 because he actually had a shot at a 59. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Close. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's you. You know you've had a really rough day eh, when you're golfing and you apologize for not hitting a 59. Yeah, for real. I, I, for me, that would be I apologize for not hitting 59 on the front nine. <laughs> <laughs> I apologize for not hitting a 59 on the front six. Front, uh, first hole. I don't, yeah, because I can't <laughs> golf. Golf is just. Canadians, we get out there and we just want to drink beer and we forget about the golf. Um, I want to bring as a small change of subject here. I did, this oh, just popped oh, up here. I saw this. Apparently, there was a pitcher, uh, Madison Bumgardner. Um, <laughs> he was okay. pitching today. Yeah, I'm actually going to talk baseball for a second. So hold your oh, hearts sure. real quick. Oh, he sure. pitches for yeah. He pitches for the San Francisco Giants, and Max Muncie, who's batting for the Los Angeles Dodgers, and they're playing in San Francisco. And he throws him. He throws the pitch. Does uh, Bumgarner pronouns pal? Copyright, uh, Bruce Pritchard. But um, and Muncie hits it, and I'm talking about this son of a bitch flew out of there. I mean, it was a home run from the get go. Well, yeah. when he saw it, he he watched it, you know. Um, and apparently, Bumgarner, oh, who pitched the, the unwritten rule of baseball. Yes, he did. He said, I hit the ball, and then Bumgardner yelled at me. He said, don't watch the ball, you run. I responded back to him, if you don't want me to watch the ball, you can go get it out of the ocean. Because he did hit Ah. it into the ocean. (laughs) And you know what? Fantastic. That's what that motherfucker deserves. Well... I after we talked about you just threw run, a, you just threw a home run ball. Who are you getting mouthy at? Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> after we talked about that some other day, and then I watched a bunch of, of baseball players, and they all said they don't even understand either. Because really, if you don't want a guy to hit a home run, a home run off, you quit pitching like a dolt. And if he does, well, you know that's what he gets to do when he does it. I mean. I don't. I don't understand what what this problem is with showing some emotion for doing something good in a game. I, yeah, I, I really I mean, don't. Get you see pitchers. You see pitchers get fired up when they throw a strike. Why can't a hitter get fired up when he knocks one absolutely out well, of the fucking park? It happened in a minor league game. I think that was last weekend. It was yeah. three to nothing, uh, and the team had a they had a no hitter going, but it was two pitchers. It was a shared no-hitter. And the guy came up in the ninth, nobody out, looks up at the at the diamond and sees that everybody is 300 feet back. So he uh-huh. runs. Yeah, he, he bunted and broke up he the no-hitter. Breaks up the no-hitter and, and there's a goddamn brawl. Yeah, and I even saw the announcers, that. But, but even the announcers are going, well, is the object of the game 
not to get on base and to win? Is that not why we, why are you out there if you're just going to go, oh, well, I, 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 I could easily get on base by bunting, but I'll try to hit a home run instead and strike out. Well, to, co- to quote Coach Kent Murphy, never bunt, just hit dingers. Yeah, just hit, just hit dingers, baby. Well, if you were guaranteed dingers, that's what you'd do. But <laughs> uh, I tell you what, if I bunted and the infield played back again for the next batter, I'd fucking tell him to bunt too. Now <laughs> I got two base, I got two base runners on with nobody out. Suddenly that three nothing lead's not looking so good anymore. That is being, that's like saying if you're behind in a basketball game, don't shoot threes. You might catch up if you shoot threes. Yeah, how dare you catch up? All right. Well, speaking of getting called up, speaking of getting called up, we'll be right back after this from our good friends at Atomic Comics and Collectibles. And I do want to bring up their weekend and how well they did at their first con in a while. So we'll be right back right after this. If you're into comic books and collectibles, then you are going to want to check out Atomic Comics and Collectibles, LLC. They buy and sell comic books, action figures, pop funkos, vintage video game system, vinyl records, and other collectibles. Retro and vintage collectibles are their specialty. They have fair and competitive pricing on all their items. Their prices will make you say, Oh my God! Currently, they run on Facebook, and they're in the process of getting their own storefront in Logan, West Virginia. Give their Facebook page a like and keep updated on new merchandise and announcements for Comic-Cons and store opening in your area. They do ship, but only within the United States at this time. Atomic Comics and Collectibles, LLC, where yesterday's memories are today's future. If you are looking for anything comic book or collectible-wise, you are going to want to do one thing. Assemble. And head over to Atomic Comics and Collectibles, LLC. Check out their Facebook page, Atomic Comics and Collectibles, LLC. One second. And that was our good friends at Atomic Comic and Collectibles, LLC. And, uh, Tim, I don't know if you've been uh, keeping up with them on Facebook, but... I saw their uh, setup was complete for the con. Yeah, they were... Yeah, and they told me that uh, they did a pretty good job yesterday, had a good day. So, happy to hear that for them. Happy that they did well. Our cut was what? <laughs> what they pay us for advertising? Oh yeah! Oh, but, oh, 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 oh. oh yeah! Yeah yeah! But <laughs> they pay us with money? No, they don't. Right? <laughs> well, if you look at their page, you can see the collectibles. They got old vintage games from the N sixty four, Nintendo, Super Nintendo, lots of comics. Um, I'm just kind of scanning through this. There's some old uh, Batman action figures. Uh, Mars Attacks poster, which is really cool, if you ask me. Old, just all kinds of stuff, even like wrestling action figures, Funko Pops, um, just anything you can imagine. They've, they've got it there. I mean, Atomic Comics. Do they have, off the top of their head, do they have any Kiss paraphernalia? I don't know. I could ask. All right. Fair enough. Sure. Um, they did. They did put this out. 
thank you to everyone that came out to see us at Tricon. Thank you to everyone who shared our post about Tricon. It helps so much when people share our posts and page, and please keep it up. We're back home and after a long day and are ready for some rest. And they posted a couple of new items up that people may be interested in. Here is a vintage Ninja Turtles cookie jar uh, so that turned into a coin bank once you ate all the cookies out of the cookie jar. It's still got the paper attached to the stomach area. They're selling it for $25 from 1999, or excuse me, 1990, excuse me, the year I was born. But it's really cool if you haven't seen that. If you're into Ninja Turtles, check that out. And they're also selling an original 1983 Hallmark Rainbow Bright doll. It's in great condition, only asking $20 for it. So uh, head over not to a con- a Atomic Comic Collectibles LLC. What? Not even a, that's not even a dollar a year for the Ninja Turtle phone. <laughs> it's really not. You're actually no, getting it cheaper. Sometimes you got to think about it in these in these ways. You go, okay, well, I've got 25 bucks for an empty container. I mean, okay, Ninja Turtles, but still. Okay, but then you got to think about it. 1990, okay, that's 29 years ago, coming on 30. Well, about yeah. a year, not really that much, really. Think yeah. of things. Look at it this way. Think of the things you spend $30 on. And how many of yeah. them are of the edible variety that you eat and then dispose of later in another manner. And that's it. You're done with it. Yeah. Never see it again. Whereas or even uh, just think about think about how much money we spend on things we don't need. Like look at, you know, I, and I'm bad for it too. You go to the gas station and you, you get your soda. Well, you probably could have saved a lot of money if you'd have just bought a six pack from the store. But no, you go and you buy the, you pay two dollars for the soda. At least a collectible, if you buy good collectibles anyway, probably yeah. will hold will hold its value if nothing else. Very rarely do if you unless you're buying you know uh, sports cards or things like that. Maybe that those values seem to jump up and down. But most of the collectible stuff in that area. It holds its value or goes up, so it's an investment if nothing else. It's not like you spent thirty bucks on a, I don't know, going out drinking with your friends and well, thirty bucks that would that wouldn't even be very much time out drinking with your friends unless you got friends like you and I who don't drink. But then that's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, well, I can think of I can think of things I bought for thirty dollars that were a lot stupider than a collectible. Well, Tim. Tim, we've got a call. Oh, my. Go ahead. You're on with Wide Men Can't Jump. Good evening, gentlemen. This is Lou from New Jersey. Welcome back, Lou. How you doing? All right. Do we know a Lou from New Jersey? Uh, Very funny. Rings a bell. Rings a bell. What's on your mind, Lou? Well, you know, I'm really surprised at how the uh, NBA Finals are turning out. I thought maybe... Well, at first, I thought that the uh, Warriors had a little bit of a fight left in them. But, you know, now that they're injury-prone and look beat up, uh, Raptors uh, look like they're going to take it. So this has been a bizarre turn of events. Okay. Not the way I see it. Did you die, Nate? Hold on. Oh, there it is. 
if KD does come back tomorrow night, maybe there's a shot. But uh, right maybe. now it doesn't seem too uh, too probable right now, although it wasn't practiced today. Yeah, but the reports were the, the practice didn't, uh, and I don't know for sure, but the reports were the practice did not go very well. Now, whatever that means. Um, that. Yeah, whatever that well, means, I don't know for sure. But Well, I'll say this. Um, I think Durant, Durant coming back may help, but I still, I think they're too far back. If this was 2-2, I think Durant coming back would be big. It'd be a huge deal. Yeah. Being down three one, it's only ever been um, recovered by one team, and that was the the Cavaliers. I just don't mm-hmm. think you're gonna see. Well, um, I don't think you're gonna see a comeback here. He hasn't played for almost a month. Yeah, there's rust there. I mean, he's gonna be not quite in hundred uh, percent certainly. So. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It, it just depends on the shape he comes back in. Just because you're cleared to play, you're still not 100%. Uh, he hasn't been out on um, on the court. And who knows? Who knows what he can do on the floor? We'll wait and see tomorrow night. So, Well, he's got, uh-huh. some, kind of leg, he's got some kind of leg injury, right? Calf injury. Uh, yeah. Yeah, okay. Cat. So yeah, so he, who knows? I mean, uh, Thompson wasn't too bad in his return, but he didn't look his old self either. So oh, they're, they're clearly that. hurting. Clearly hurting. Well, there was uh, when it was one to one. That was what uh, Steve Kerr was the most worried about. Was that they, you know, they've been they've played a lot of basketball in the last couple of years, and sooner or later that going to catch up to you at some time or another. And and they're not getting as much rest as uh, they would normally do because look at it like this. Not only do these guys play basketball, you know, from October to, you know, June if you're um if you're Golden State, but then a lot of them play USA ball, you know, they they're playing ball all the time. And they're not giving themselves proper time to heal. They're really not. Well, no, and you got to so gotta think too that at this point, he may go out there even if he's really he maybe shouldn't be out there. It it really is one of those things that's kind of up to him. I don't think he'll do that. It's not worth uh, getting a game. Or him getting really hurt, even if he never plays for them again, which maybe is a possibility, I suppose. But uh, I don't like I don't like when they do it. Like it's happening in hockey right now. I think that Boston Bruin guy is insane yeah. for being out there with a broken jaw. I think he's totally nuts. Well, he's uh he's wanting to win a Stanley Cup, so you can't blame a guy for trying he's to give all yeah, his job. He's already won a Stanley Cup. He's one. He's one body check away from not speaking properly for the rest of his life. And hockey, you don't need to speak properly anyway. No, just a good dental plan. That's all. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh. I don't. Oh know. There's, man. There's, risk, there's risking an injury like. Uh, bad joke. Like if you've got nah, a. Well. No, it was, it was fine. 
if you've got a like a tour MCL, and the only thing that can happen to that MCL is that it rips entirely, okay, then maybe I can understand because that can happen anyway. So maybe that playing doesn't really make the injury all that much worse. But if you're talking the difference between you've already got a broken, a hairline crack in your jaw and getting hit into the glass and shattering your jaw, and you need reconstructive surgery and all that, that's a price I, I don't know. I think you're going to be crazy. Well, well speaking, speaking of shattering, he's shattering MILF's bedposts all over the United States. Welcome aboard, ah! Jeff. <laughs> well, mm-hmm. <laughs> pretty cool intro. Yeah, not a problem, not a problem. Yeah. Lou's like, I didn't get an intro like that. <laughs> Welcome aboard. What's going so on? What? Ah, not a lot. What's on your mind? What's on your mind, Jeff? Uh, this Kevin Durant guy, is he going to play game five? Ah, I doubt more it. Durant. Um, I'm, I, <laughs> I'm going with a solid no. He's been... Uh, put on the uh, injury report as questionable. I really think, I think if he if, if he could play, they they would they would say so. I think the Warriors need him to play, um, and, and here's here's why I believe that. I think if Clay Thompson was a hundred percent healthy and Kevon Looney was a hundred percent healthy, then they wouldn't need Durant, and, that, and I'm being truthful with that because just Thompson coming back the other night helped Looney played well, but you could tell those guys were tired. They were wore out. Um, especially Looney. He, and Looney probably shouldn't be playing either, but no. if they were, if they were a hundred percent, I think the Warriors would be fine, but these injuries have really hurt them to an extent. And I'm not even talking about the injury to Durant. If you get Durant, at 50%, Thompson at, let's say, 75%, Looney at 50%. Is that enough to beat this Raptors team with, no. you know, Ka- no. I don't think it is. I don't think it is because Kawhi Leonard has no. been great. Danny Green's been great. Uh, you see well, their experience is showing up. Kyle Lowry's had good minutes, and they're all playing well, good defense. Yeah. yeah, look at it this way. Who Who is Golden State's best player? Seth Curry. Correct? Right now. He's their best player. But he can't guard Leonard. In fact, they don't have anybody that can guard, can guard Curry may be their Steph Curry may be their best scorer, but right, they – Okay, but he's who's, not, their, who's their he's defensive not player? not a good defender. Okay, well, who is? Clay Thompson, hands down. Clay Thompson okay. is their best defensive right. player, hands down. But, he, but right now he can't handle Leonard. Not even close. Leonard well, was not, doing whatever he in the last game anyway. He was doing whatever he well, wanted. I mean, again, yeah, and I'm not trying to make excuses for Golden State. Um, you know, Thompson yes. was hurt, and people and people are going to make excuses for Golden State. They're going to say, "Oh well, you know, they were injured, they were hurt." Let me tell you this: Golden State played the Cleveland Cavaliers a few years ago. Kevin Love was injured, and they did not give a shit that he was injured. Just like I don't give a shit now that they're injured. You put your best guys out there. This is why you play your guys during the regular season. And you don't Toronto, rely and you don't sure. rely on just your stars. Toronto's starting five though in the last two games 
three games. Oh, actually, maybe even an entire final. They had one bad game, really. Well, one bad stretch. In the last game, they were lights out. All uh, everybody had a great game. Well, you can't, you can't stop that. You, you can't. No, you can't. Well, like you said, somebody stepped up. Like game three is Danny Green, uh, Serge Ibaka stepped up. Uh, game four, you know. Like I mean, if it's uh, just had, Leonard, had another guy step up. If it was just Leonard and a bit of Lowry. Okay, that you can you can you can defend that. But you can't when all five of them are what were they were all. I want to say all close to 20 points apiece. So you're not going to lose very many games when your front five is pulling that. All right. Yeah. Um, the thing, yeah. another question I have is, what do y'all, what do y'all think about this? Everybody's talked about uh, the, the Greek freak and Harden or whatever, but, you know, is Kawhi Leonard the best player in the NBA right now? No. I mean, I don't know about the MVP or whatever, but is, I mean, the conversation. The only, the only I think he about, deserves to be in the conversation. Yeah, the only thing about Kawhi Leonard is he he does everything good. Good. Yeah. I don't know that he does anything great. He is the best. He's the best all-around he is, player in the league. He is the best two-way player in the game today, bar none. I mean, it's that not even close. Yeah. He. He can take over a game when he needs to. He can get others involved when it's when he has to. He's a great defender. He plays well. Um, is he the best player in the game today? No. And and this is going to be unpopular because I'm not a big fan of this guy. But right. in terms of, even though he's getting older, one-on-one, there's nobody in the game right now better than LeBron James. And I know everybody's going to say, oh, he didn't take his team to the playoff. You know what? Except for the fact that LeBron doesn't play any defense, man. He doesn't. How can he be the best player in the league but not play defense? Listen, that guy, he doesn't play defense during the regular season. Okay, I admit that. And, and again, well, I'm, 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 I'm going to say that we don't know about the playoffs because he didn't get there. Yeah, this year. And that's like the first time since maybe well, his rookie. Well, okay, but we're talking again, about right. We're talking about right now. And to me, he's still the best player in the league because if he stays healthy the whole yeah. season, they probably get drug All into right. the playoff. Yeah. Granted, it wouldn't be a high seed, and I think he kind of gave up. But I still believe, in my heart of hearts, he's the best player in the world right now. Yeah, um, the, best player again, in the, world, the best player in the world doesn't give up. Again, this to me was, I think, a point of strategy where LeBron realized, you know what, I could probably use some rest. And with this team, we're not going far. And I think he knows that. Now, I I will say LeBron James is an absolute cancer to an organization. LeBron James hijacks teams. I'm not a fan of LeBron James, but I will give the devil his due. I've seen him play in person. Uh, I've been in the buildings. He is absolutely unbelievable with what he can do on the basketball court. Now, does he bitch and moan too much? Absolutely. Am I a critic of everything he does? Yes. Do I think he's the best player in the world right now until somebody steps up and proves otherwise? Yes. 
He's the best player in the world right now. Well, that's, that's the thing that I just—I think he—I think somebody has stepped up and it's Leonard. Didn't, uh, yeah, didn't they just show that his stats for this finals were better than anybody else's? His averages per game or whatever were—I think or he was second to somebody, and it wasn't LeBron. Like it was Jordan. I'll have to look that up. But there again, I mean, when you're starting to talk about best and all that, you can argue that until the cows come home. And there's no. Of course, and, and of course, that's just my opinion. And again, I'm vocal. Well, yeah, I'm very vocal in my dislike for LeBron. Let's just get that straight. Your opinion is wrong, but you're allowed okay. to have it. I appreciate that. <laughs> have I poked? Is there anywhere else you need to be poked yet, sir? Not bothering me. Oh, well, okay, that's good. That's the season's still open then. Excellent. And <laughs> <laughs> you know, howdy, fuck you too, right? Anyway, yeah, yeah that's... Now that, you know how I feel about all that shit too. We can argue. If you're a Harden fan, you can make that argument. If you're a Giannis fan, you can make that argument. If you're a Leonard guy, you can make that argument. And probably four or five other guys in the league if you really want to make the argument. There's some numbers you can dig out that will support all that stuff. At the end of the day, it's a pure matter of opinion. You either like somebody or you think they are or they aren't. It's that simple. And if they aren't, or even if they are, what does it really matter? It doesn't. And that's the thing. No one really, right now, really sticks out. If this conversation two or three years ago, I, I, I mean, I think it was LeBron. Yeah. I, I would have gave you LeBron head yes. down three years ago. I don't know about now. But then but then all I've got in my mouth for him right now is the last season, and he wasn't very good. And he missed some of it, and his team didn't make playoffs, and I haven't heard his name 800,000 times since, like you normally would. So that might be part of it, too. We haven't heard from Lou. Lou, what's your way in on this? Ooh. On which one? Now, uh, back a bit. What's my take on which on which one? Best best player in the league. Who do you think right now? If you had to pick, hmm. Best player in the league not, right now. Not, well, I, I not your MVP, not your MVP. Right. But who do you think is currently the best player in the league overall? I think I have. I think I gotta go with KD. Okay, valid. Valid. Yes, there's another one I left off the list that you can make the argument for if you want to. Yeah, I mean you can. Yeah. Uh, I mean he's showing how he's showing his worth right now. Him being out, a lot of people are throwing. You know, the Warriors wouldn't be losing if he was still playing, and that could be yeah, right. right. So, I mean, you can always make that argument. So Kawani is a close second. Okay, Kawhi's a good player. A I mean, I can't. You can't argue what Kawhi has done. And a lot of people no. forget how good he was in San Antonio. And then he was gone for a year. Uh, he didn't play last year at all. And now he's now he's back and making an impact. And our good friend and colleague, TR, said he thought Ka- Kawhi was going to be mental, maybe a little, you know, lost in the head a little bit just because, uh, you know, the thing with his uncle and setting out a year. But you know what? He hasn't been, but uh, here's a stat for you guys. And this further backs up your Kawhi argument. Uh, in the 29, and, and here's 
I'll say this, Kawhi's been the best player in the playoffs this year. So there's that. Kawhi leads the 2019 playoffs in minutes, points by over 100, rebounds, steals, field goals, and free throws. Now, again, he's also been the only guy who probably hasn't been hurt during the playoffs, but he's not a, uh, you know, he's there. And that's another story for another day with all the bitching that got yeah. about the load management and all that. And how did that work out? Pretty fucking good. Uh-huh. Yeah, clearly, clearly. Um, well, he even he, says it does. He said it helps quite a bit, so that's all I need to hear on that one. Yeah. Well, let, let me shift gears here because we got Jeff on board here this show, and Hello. Jeff and I, and Jeff and Jeff and I both, I don't know, uh, Jeff and I are both watchers a little bit of the the NASCAR here and oh, there. Oh yeah. Lou, you a NASCAR guy too? Yeah. Uh, not not too much. I mean, we don't really go crazy over here in the East, but we are aware of it. I mostly pay attention to the big races, you know, like Daytona, Indy, um, you know, uh, Coca Cola 600, you know, the, the major races, just not a regular race. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm joking, but um, right. So. The race today was rained out, and Tim's probably going to go find a bullet to insert in his head now that we're talking NASCAR. Uh, <laughs> what's uh, l- let me just ask this, Jeff and Lou, if you if you know who do you can you can definitely throw this out there. Who do you guys feel tomorrow at Michigan? Who's the guy? Who's the? Who do you think the favorite is to win it? Jeff, start with you. Uh. Probably, man, it's a lot of parity like uh, right now. Much like we talked about, like who the best player in the NBA was. Uh, but I believe that uh, even though he hasn't won this year, I believe Kevin Harvick he does really well at Michigan. Uh, he races the Bush car, uh, the Bush number four Ford car, and uh, and then speaking of Bush, Kyle Bush is uh, he's always a threat to win about anywhere. Both of them really are. Uh, there's a a couple other guys, Martin Truex, and uh, uh, racing for Toyota, and uh, uh, some of the Penske guys, Keselowski and Logano, which they're racing in Michigan, and usually that's a big bragging rights type deal where uh, a lot of the automakers used to make their cars. Well, they don't as much as they used to, but they still do some in Detroit, and a lot of the big wigs from uh, Ford and GM are always at that race, and they like, you know, the the different car makes like the, the manufacturers. They like to win in front of those guys. So uh, it's always interesting, and they show off their try to show off the most speed and superior cars or whatever. But uh, I would say either uh, Harvick or Kyle Busch would be the favorite. Lou, do you have any Bush? idea, Bush? Boys, he's starting sixth. He's going to win it all tomorrow. Paul Menard, write it down. Uh-huh. And the reason I say that is because that's the guy I took in my pool this week. So there you go. You're as wrong as can possibly be with that pick. Probably. Uh-oh. Well, that's yeah. another thing, uh, Nathan. Uh, Paul Menard, uh, 
you know, up in the Midwest, uh, his dad owns that uh, uh, store, uh, Menard. So that's a if he could win up there, it'd be a big deal. You know, they're out of Illinois and Indiana and Michigan and Wisconsin. Uh, you know, that's kind of kind of like the Home Depot or Lowe's, and it, that would be a in those. You know, he he sponsors actually a lot of cars. Actually, his dad sponsors his own car. You know, Aunt, uh, Menards and you know, uh-huh. he's on a lot of he's on well, a lot of Penske's cars, Menards. So well, there you go. I'm gonna this is why this is why we buy a car tomorrow, guys. No. Oh, Lou's out of here. Lou, you leaving us? Five o'clock tomorrow. Oh yes. Oh, right. that's the race. Oh, I, I got you. Right. Well, I'm going to tell you who's going to who. You know who's going to win? He hasn't won a race in, uh, I believe, 27 years. So he's due. Dale Earnhardt. It's going to be Richard, it's going to be Richard the King Petty. <laughs> Out of retirement at the stunning age of 81 to set the NASCAR record. Because no one else is crazy enough to go out and race in the rain. Well, never forget the greatest driver of all time, Dick Trickle. Dick Trickle. Uh, That's a man. Now, see, Richard Petty was a name that even up here, I never really knew much about NASCAR, but that was still a name we all knew. I guess there was a time when he did nothing but win, too, right? So maybe that's why. All he did was win, 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 no matter what. And and I can't remember who the two guys that that really stick out in my head, but maybe they were nobodies. uh, They bumped bumped into each other and uh, jumped out in in the grass and started to pound the unholy hell out of one another. But I can't remember who they were. I'm sure oh, that was. Well, I'm sure uh, that was NASCAR. Jeff will know. Uh, um, was it? Uh, what, when are you talking? What period are you talking about? Like back in the seventies or eighties? Or yeah, this is probably in the nineties. Maybe even. I maybe. Even, I just remember they didn't like each other, and they'd had a couple of run-ins on pit row, I believe. And then they had a he. One, somebody bumped somebody out on the track, and they literally. He grabbed them and pulled them right out of the car, and they went at it. And it was something to behold. It's just something you don't see too often. Yeah. It, was, it was right up there with the mouth at the palace. It's hard to say because, you know, NASCAR, you've had quite a few fights and duels, but there's been, you know. <laughs> Pistols at noon. <laughs> I mean, I was at a race where a driver tried to reach into the – actually, it was Tony Stewart. Uh, tried oh, to reach into a car. Name. That name sounds familiar. I was at that race. Uh, he tried to reach his Kenny Irwin Jr., I believe. I'm going to look that up. Most unforgettable fights in NASCAR history. Well, you'll probably yeah. find Gordon and... Uh, I feel like Kevin Harvick used to just piss people Kyle, off all the time. Okay, well, here, I'll read them all. Kyle Busch versus Joey Logano in 2017 in Las Vegas. Somebody's yeah, got... Was- Somebody's Kyle got Bush got the raw end on that one. He got a bloody forehead over that one. Uh, Jeff Gordon against Brad Keselowski in 2014. As their crews even got into it by the picture. Uh, Matt Kenseth and Brad Keselowski again. Oh, Keselowski, he's a he's a fighter, is he? <laughs> More of an instigator. 
Rusty Wallace and Daryl Waltrip. Okay, those are names I both know. Mm-hmm. Boogity, boogity. Yeah. Rusty, Rusty Wallace moved Daryl Waltrip out of his way by bumping his car to win a $200,000 prize. Afterwards, Waltrip said, I hope he chokes on that two hundred, and the fight began. <laughs> Kyle Petty, no, that wasn't it. I'd move There's my that. mom out of the way for $200,000, so there you go. Kurt Busch and Tony Stewart went at it in the pit lane. Jesus. Tony Stewart yeah. went at it with a lot of people. He used to always thought he was AJ Foyt of the world. Uh, I remember uh, another name. I one Pablo, one Pablo Montoya went at it with somebody one time too. I can't remember who it was though. I think he went at it with Harvick and Stewart both. Uh, Stewart. Uh, they asked Montoya after Stuart wrecked him, and then Montoya came back and fixed his car and came back and wrecked him like 100 laps later. And uh, they said, uh, uh, Montoya, uh, after the race, what happened there? He goes, he wrecked me, I wrecked him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like that attitude. Right. Uh, apparently the greatest fight of all time in NASCAR was in 1979. Kale Yarborough and the entire Allison contingent went at it. When Kale Yarborough and Donnie crashed at the final lap, and Donnie's brother Bobby got out of the car, and pretty soon there was four Allisons there and one Kale Yarborough who held his own, apparently. Good for him. What did you think, Jeff and and, uh, Lou both? What did you think of the home run? Uh, shot and comments in the uh, Dodgers Giants game. Mm, didn't get a chance to see it. You no, know, some guy took a home run off of um, Madison Baumgartner, who promptly told him not to watch the ball. Oh yeah, Herbert. I heard that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. These fans are nuts. And Muncie told him he would what if you want to. What did he say, Nate? Exactly. Something about picking it out of the water. He said, if you don't want me to watch the ball, you can go get it out of the ocean. Which is where it was. Yeah. He <laughs> hammered that thing, too. My it God. Be it, it, be it went it forever. No, yeah, it was, was a that no today? Definitely a no-doubt. <laughs> yeah, that was today. I, yeah, I you, you, you got to go to ESPN and see that because it, it's well worth it. Yeah. <laughs> so I posted it? it on the uh, Wide Men Can't Jump group. By the way, it's in the Wide okay. Man Can't Jump group. There you go. So, it is well worth watching. Oh, it was great. Uh, I'll give you the exact quote. Hold on, I'll give you the exact quote. Oh, it was uh, Muncie. Yeah, it was Max Muncie. Uh, he said, I hit the ball, and then Bumgarner yelled at me. He said, don't watch the ball, you run. I responded back, if you don't want me to watch the ball, you can go get it out of the ocean. And uh, so, yeah. This is good play stuff. again. More than likely, Matt Muncy's going to get plunked by Bumgarner or somebody. Oh, in the next game, he's getting Probably. hit. You know, you know it. Yeah, next time they play, I don't know if they'll you play tomorrow. You know what he should do? He should wear a, a, a thicker glove. And the first time yeah. he goes up to bat and they throw at him, he should catch it and throw it back at him. And go, what kind of bullshit is this? Throw strikes, asshole. 
You want to get me out? Or I'm going to hit another yeah. jinx. It, it, it is dumb. I've never understood that. Now, I'm not a baseball guy, but I have never understood that whole, I just hit a home run, the greatest offensive thing you can do in the game, but I'm supposed to look at my shoe tops while I round the bases. I, I don't get, I don't, I don't understand that. And I don't understand on the flip side where pitchers, if I put strike three by you and you strike out, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to pump fist pump on the whole nine yards as you walk to the dugout. You don't like that? Get a hit next time. I, I don't understand. That's right. Really <laughs> yes. I believe pitchers believe it's a unwritten rule where they believe it's showboating or yeah, uh, some form yeah. of that is why. Baseball's got more unwritten rules than they do written ones. Right. They really yeah. do. They really they do. It seems like, that way. Yeah. Most of them are pretty childish. I remember I thought football uh, more unwritten rules. I guess not. Ricky Henderson stealing a base when, when his team was up like eight to nothing. Or don't don't you know, bunt if you're show off. If your team's losing by what is it more than two runs, don't bunt. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Never bunt to break right. up a no hitter, but that, that right. didn't happen. Triple A game right. or something like that. That's right. dumb. I believe somebody did that on Kurt Schilling one time, and uh, it cost yeah. him a chance at a no hitter or a perfect game, maybe. Well, there was a no hitter in a college game last night. Yeah, a guy from Vanderbilt. I saw that. Yes. I saw he had 19 strikeouts. Wow. Not bad. Yeah, it's pretty impressive. Somebody might be First time in 48 years for Vanderbilt. A visit from some scouts? If he hasn't already. Good pitchers, too. David Price? Uh, No, he's He's only a freshman. He's a freshman. Good Lord. Yeah, so imagine that. Yeah, baseball, I don't know. That's maybe why I don't like baseball as much. Although hockey's got lots of underwritten rules, too, and they're all stupid, too. You know what the what the object? The, what are some of the rules of hockey? I'm I'm interested here. The biggest one in hockey is don't run up the score. Why? Yeah. Isn't, that, isn't that the whole point of the game? Or never like okay, uh, if you're winning by you know more than a goal or two, you don't send out your number one power play unit anymore. They make them sit on the bench. Well, why? Yeah, I think I heard that. Yeah, why isn't the point of it like there again? Isn't the point of the game to win? And, and yeah. why? Do, are they like foot? Not unlike football, where you know it's considered unclassy to you know the score is thirty to ten in the fourth quarter and there's five minutes left. Starting quarterback mm-hmm. should, go, should go sit down. You know, start out the, the second stringers. Why? And if you want to do that, that's fine. But why? Not it shouldn't be for the other team's benefit. All right, five minutes in the in a quarter is a lot of time. Even if it is 30 to 10. Well, sure. I mean, that was the thing with the hole with the bunt. I mean, the score yeah. in that game was only three to nothing. I mean, he, he bunts and gets on, and somebody singles, and there's That's two right. runners on, and there's a home run, and the game's tied at three. And and that three nothing lead is evaporated. Why should you I was just give him say the, that. Yeah, why should you just give him the game? That's just stupid. I think. You can't. Hockey's another well, one. You never, you never body check a veteran. That's another one. Well, why? If he's good enough to go out there and get paid, he should be able to hit him. That seems pointless. 
They're all, all as good to me. It is. It is pointless. Well, here here's some from basketball, and these are some that I've I knew, but I didn't know I knew them. Does that make sense? Well, I'll know when uh, I hear them. Don't make a game deciding. These are unwritten rules of basketball. Don't make a game deciding call unless it's painfully obvious. So basically, allow the refs to swallow the whistle at the end of the game. Hockey um, does that to some extent. Where unless it's a goal scoring opportunity, we don't bother to call them anymore. Any assessed charging call is voided if the defender is posterized. So. Okay. No technical foul should ever be assessed for trash talk. Yeah, and that that's that's bullcrap. They do that all the time. Depends on what the trash talk is. Yeah. No technical foul should ever be assessed for emotional outburst in the fourth quarter. What? I've seen people do that. Yeah, that happens all the time now. Sliding under an airborne player trying to draw a charge should be a flagrant foul. Uh-huh. Weak foul call should be saved until after the possession is complete. Hmm. I don't know about that one. How would you describe a weak foul call? Yeah. Uh, I guess touch I guess touch on the wrist. I don't know. Fast break take fouls aren't punished harshly enough. If a player's crossed up and falls over, all traveling and carrying violations are null and void. Uh, if two blood rivals are facing rules or rules that somebody wants to see in the game, that could it could be a rules that somebody wants to see. I don't know. I'm pretty sure there's no rule that says if according if to this, it's the unwritten rules. It's the unwritten rules of basketball and how they should be enforced. Uh, weak foul. Let's see here. Uh, fast break. Or not taking another. If two blood rivals are facing each other one on one and both hit the button, let them make their own calls. Okay, that's stupid. I got one for wrestling. If Goldberg okay. and Undertaker are in the ring together, one of them should yeah. immediately fall down and be pinned. So we don't have to suffer through the next twelve minutes. It's the, it's the only <laughs> time the finger poke of doom should be allowed. Yeah, so. it should be the only it should be the only move. <laughs> and what's the what's the point of having two fifty year olds, you know, uh, wrestle anyway? I mean, that, that's ridiculous. Oh, uh, you're, you're preaching to the choir right now. Forty five million dollars is the only reason we can come up with. Yeah. That Saudi Arabia Saudi, show apparently gave WWE yeah. $45 million. Saudi money is the only reason that happened. None, no, none other, because nobody else I'm surprised they didn't drop dead of a heart attack. I know the well, crowd almost dropped dead of boredom. Apparently, neither of them were moving fast enough to have a heart attack. Uh-huh. The I first mean, time in history. You're probably out of shape, so. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> It was the first match in history where the where the match took a dramatic break for a blood pressure check. <laughs> <laughs> I can see it now. See your citizen WWE. You think uh, the, you think that the uh, maybe the only other reason they do that is because they don't have to worry about them being licensed or anything over there. Hmm. No, I mean. No, I like that point there. 
Because there's probably so. there's probably there's probably places though in the states where you couldn't swing that match. New Jersey. That might be nah. one of them. I think no, WWE. Actually, we could probably get away with it. I think WWE did that match because it, the Saudis requested it. Well, yeah, I mean, obviously, but I, I'm being I'm taking it into the realm of is there is there anywhere where they might be concerned that guys that old are getting in there? Or do they not no. care? Nah, they don't care. I seriously doubt it. They don't care. They should. I mean, I mean, let's be honest here. Both guys aren't what they once were, but both guys are in better shape than like the average Joe. So I mean, well, yeah. As per my tweet, mate. Yeah, some so? of us are on the couch for a reason. Well, and again. You got to remember, wrestling, especially since the mid '90s, uh, is no longer looked at as a sport. There's a reason why a lot of these people came out, and mm-hmm. especially in, in a lot of places, it's not a sport anymore to avoid athletic commission. It's licensed as entertainment. So, are you going to tell a guy who's an okay, entertainer well, he's too old to perform? Well, sure, because the, I'm quite sure the motion picture industry would tell a stuntman. Okay, you are not physically capable of doing that stunt, and we're not letting you do it. You'll have to get somebody else. You got a heart condition; you can't do that stunt. I'm sure, that happens all the time. Yeah, yeah, but neither guy's probably got a heart condition. I mean, just because you're 50 doesn't mean you got a heart condition. Okay, no, but somebody is anybody no. even looking for one? <laughs> is what I'm, I'm getting at. I'm, yeah, I mean, I'm sure they're checked out. They have to be cleared to to compete or to go do what they do. But they're not regulated by an athletic commission, so maybe it's not as intense. It's more of a, hey, can you breathe on your own? Okay, you're good. Go for Mind it. Mind you, they also, yeah, and they also they don't belong to a union. No, I got rest- no. Uh, There's no real chance of a lawsuit, I guess, really, against WWE because they just spit on lawsuits anyway. I mean, they've got the best law team ever. Uh, and one so more us, thing. Rick Flair once said he's going out either in the ring or on top of a wild woman. He preferred the ring, but either way, he'd go. So, How about Rick Flair needs, he made needs, it through heart surgery, right? Rick, he yeah. got a new pacemaker. Right? He got a new pacemaker. He's good. He sounded really good. He, uh, I heard him on the radio. He, he needs to Flair, fucking just go home. Couple beers. He went home. He went home and had his life on Space Mountain, man. He Get needs to go Flair. home. And he needs to stay there. He's an embarrassment. No, man. Oldest ride, longest line. Oh, bullshit. A nature boy. The nature boy hasn't hasn't had a snow on the top of that mountain without the help of some kind of drugs for the last 25 years. That's all right. Space Mountain needs maintenance occasionally. You got to do a little upkeep. I know you love Ric Flair, but Ric Flair is in. When I see him, there's some commercials we get here that he does for some gas chain somewhere in yeah. the states god they're yeah. embarrassing Woo! Look at that i bet that i bet that paycheck wasn't embarrassing Woo! look at that slice of pizza oh my god that's something else Woo! who's that fucking geriatric <laughs> old fuck they got up there oh that's rick flair good god rick go home rick flair Je- jeff you told me an interesting story about the time your brother met rick flair yeah uh they met down in uh, uh, Charlotte at a 
This is really, uh, I can't a remember bar? the name of the bar. Sports bar. <laughs> a bar? What a surprise. Uh, what I can't again? remember the name of it. Anyways, mm-hmm. uh, he, you know, my brother says he was just talking like he would on TV, you know, and uh, loud tone. And he asked him uh, where he was from. He said uh, about a really close to uh, Charleston, West Virginia. He goes, oh, Charleston, huh? He said, well, I have quite a few BJs from down there. <laughs> well, that's probably probably true uh, in this case, but uh, do you doubt it? I don't. I would say the trouble with Ric Flair is Ric Flair has become Ric Flair. I don't think he's become Ric Flair. I think Ric Flair has always been Ric Flair. Yeah, but he, but he turned it up a notch, and now and and that was okay for a while. But I mean, Ric Flair has been an old man for a long time. Ain't no women wanting to get with Ric Flair. Let's have you seen his wife? You seen his wife? He, uh, I don't care. Ric Flair does not go to the me. bar and get and get the hotties. He can if he wants. He He's Ric fucking Flair. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, he's such a fucking mark. <laughs> and quit poking me, you asshole. <laughs> Oh, sir, don't, get out of my, don't even. Get out of my yard, Nate. Get the fuck out of my yard. Goddamn kids and their stupid wrestling. Play the, play the, play the uh, Stu Hart clip right now. <laughs> you want the Stu Hart clip? Play the Stu Hart clip right now. There's Diana looking like some kind of whore. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's the best thing I ever got for this show. That's so fun. It's just so mess. Yeah. That's pretty messed Oh, up. man. Oh, I God. love it so yeah, much. Apolog- <laughs> apologies to anyone who's offended by that. But we think it's funny. And he's a Canadian, and I, I understand exactly the mentality at work there. <laughs> it's not even Stu Hart. It's Jim Cornette doing a Stu Hart impersonation. <laughs> But you did say it. Oh yeah, I know he did. But everybody does a good Stu okay. Hart impersonation. <laughs> but it's but it's so ridiculous that Stu Hart, who was a promoter and is in on the jokes from the get go, was concerned right. about the joke somehow that that reality yeah. was leaking in there somehow, not realizing that nobody really knew who he was, really or cared at that time. Yeah. <laughs> It's my Stu Hart person. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you somehow got to throw in there somehow that uh, you got a job for Anvil. <laughs> yeah, you got, yeah. you got something for Jim. The big rhino, bastard. <laughs> He's a big bastard, and uh, we were hoping that uh, maybe you got something for him up there. Uh, be a, a hell of a thing. He got Jim more jobs at WWE than he was always part of the packages. That uh, <laughs> if you want Brett knowing, we've got to find a job for Jim somehow. He's a big rhino. He's, uh, he's really looking good. Uh, strong bastard. Uh, think uh, Vince, you could use him. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, this show has jumped the shark. <laughs> Yeah, and I'm here. <laughs> totally 
Probably jump the shark, and we're gonna blame we're gonna blame Lou. <laughs> okay. We were influenced. We were influenced by that strong New Jersey personality of Lou's. Uh, nice. Tim, you got to stop. You're gonna have me doing a Stu Hart impersonation the rest of the night now, and I just can't do that. <laughs> it's a good thing Robinson isn't here. Oh he God. Busted. He'd bust into the he because he can do all of them that crazy. Buddy. Oh God, his time, his Tommy Rich impersonation is is spot on. Like here, here, and let me <laughs> let me explain this about that Tommy Rich impersonation that he does. I I grew up in the '90s, so Tommy Rich wasn't a name on my radar. Right, it, it was a name I had to go back and learn about as I got older. Mm-hmm. I'd never really heard Tommy Rich cut a promo in my life. Truthfully, I'd never really heard it. Um. I had the opportunity years ago to work on a show with Tommy Rich, and they, he was coming in, and I heard I had heard Tom's impersonation of Tommy Rich, and I was like, "Oh man, that's funny." He doesn't Tommy Rich. I said, "I wonder how good it is," because I'd never really heard Tommy Rich. I met Tommy Rich and shook hands with him, and as soon as he said, "Hey man, thanks for coming," oh, I can't do Tommy that's Rich. Right on the money. Oh my god. Oh my God! It is perfect. I've never about, in my life heard a more perfect impersonation. The thing about Robinsons is, lots of people can do the Tommy Rich "I'll flip up the fired up" part. They can do that okay. Robinson yeah. can talk about about day to day whatever it is he's talking about and still sound like him. And that's why the impression is good. No, oh, it's fantastic. Stu Hart's talking about sneaking into his. Came uh, one of my good ones. Stu <laughs> Hart's done a good one. Tom does a uh, Tom does a good Randy Savage also. His Randy Savage is pretty awesome. He does a lot uh, of good ones. He, macho he man. To... Yeah, Macho Man. Yeah, thinking, thinking, thinking. <laughs> Back from the dead, Macho Man, even better. Oh, the afterlife, Randy says. Yeah, afterlife, Randy says. Right. <laughs> that'll be back. That'll be oh, back before you know God. it. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. I used the to thirty do for thirty on uh, Ric Flair, right? You guys watch? Yeah, that? yeah, yeah. Do you all believe the what he says about being with ten thousand women? Absolutely, every second of it. I mean, you think I, about that. Though. That's got to be. I mean, that's that's. Uh, How many is that say, a day? I mean, I'm going to say he was with a lot of women, but I'm going to guess ten thousand might be a little on the high I mean, side. Somebody uh, did the math. He, he only. <laughs> uh, I mean, what's he? I mean, seventy years old. I believe he is. What is that? That's between twenty-five and thirty thousand days old. I guess. I mean, that, I mean, you think about that. That's uh, on the average. And if you're going to give him. Uh, you're going to give him what? The years 20 to 50? Let's say. Where hold he on, was. hold on. I remember somebody uh, I'll go did. I'll past 50 probably. I remember somebody did the math one time on that, on Flair's 10,000 women. Uh, <clears throat> see here. See, I, well, I'm if, you him, if you gave him 30 years, that's only one a day. Well... No, I'm just saying. I mean, between the ages of of uh, twenty and fifty, so that's that's thirty years times three hundred and sixty-five days is ten thousand nine hundred and fifty days, which is really only one and change a day. 
And he claims that there was several, but that was pretty much all he did. Although he also says he almost always drank like a fish. So I don't know how the two of us yeah. go together necessarily. Well, you got to remember, he's Ric Flair. He probably had three or four oh, a night. Oh, God, Nate. Nate, Nate, Nate. <laughs> Ric Flair, it's not real, dude. You give it up already. Good Lord. What do you mean? Mm-hmm. What's not real? Oh, I forgot Jeff was here. Damn it. I mean, really, what's not? I mean, <laughs> what's not real about it? Well, come on, it's all, it's based in truth, but is it really as hype as the hype? Come on now. They always, I mean, let's he not forget, all, I mean, these, guys I were always, these guys were always, yeah, I believe he lived a pretty wild lifestyle. I don't doubt that for a second. But that he was drunk 24-7 and all he did was hammer women if he wasn't in the ring. Come right. on now. You know, and, that maybe mas- and masturbated twice a day, too, according to the yeah. Yeah, you know, where let's not get let's not get too crazy. Did he have a Did he sleep with a lot of chicks? I don't doubt that for a second, but what's a lot? I mean, if we're, if we're talking regular guys, that you know, a hundred would be an astronomical number. You got to remember, this is a guy who's coming into town, and don't forget, don't forget, he's coming into town. And, you know, he's got regulars in every town and always looking for more. He's Ric Flair. I mean, (laughs) (laughs) when I see you next time, I'm still going to slap you. (laughs) Ric Flair, man. Uh, Ric Flair. That's going to become my new answer to everything. Well, he is Ric Flair. He is. It's Ric Flair. I think that might get me out of a lot of trouble at work. Well, hold on. Oldest, here's, oldest here's, here's the thing. He's Ric Flair. Is he only, again, 30 years, if he only slept with one woman a night, that's t- 10,000 and change. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's, right. Right. that's believable. That's believable. Okay. I'll give him now that. Let's, I'll say, give him that. Let's, let's say Flair had a couple women a night. You know, he maybe he wasn't fucking every night. Maybe he don't. Maybe, but maybe when he did, he had a few. I don't think ten thousand's out of the realm of possibilities. No, I'm no. not saying it is. Yeah, no, I'm not saying it is. But that's what? thirty years. That's thirty years of some solid work. And I mean, oh, solid. Well, I don't think he quit at fifty. If he did, I mean, maybe. Oh, no. I don't know if he. No. Well, I'm not sure he started. Well, he wasn't Ric Flair when he was twenty either. So true. You might. You might want to push that maybe the other direction from maybe 30 to 60. <laughs> uh, it'd be before yeah. 30. How hey. many of them were underage, do you think? Back uh, in the day. That he wouldn't have I'm known. Not touch- <laughs> I'm not touching that one. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, what, that's, what, that's what Ric Flair said. <laughs> or just, that's well, what Ric Flair didn't say because he was Ric Flair. I believe he made He's fun Rick of Sting Flair. there one time because of that. I'm sure it. I got to be honest. I'm sure it would but probably, probably happen. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I doubt he was check checking IDs at the door. <laughs> Ric Flair, you baby. I mean, some somebody that was running the beginning of Space Mountain. If you're tall enough to get on the ride. Well, I know this about Ric Flair: oldest ride, longest line. Woo! Yes. Yeah. So says Ric Flair. Should probably start digging up some women who slept with Ric Flair to find out whether the ride was really as good as he says it was, or if 
Yeah, I can't tell. If it was kayfabe or not. <laughs> well, no one came out and disputed it, I really. Okay. No, that's you know. true. I haven't heard any. There hasn't there. been a line of people saying, Ric Flair didn't sleep with me. <laughs> he, he, claimed to, he claimed to have slept with, uh, what's her name, the actress, to which she vehemently denies, uh, Holly Berry. I like All right, now that one. That one I don't believe. Yeah. Well, because of course she was uh, married to an Atlanta Braves baseball player. David Ju- uh, David Justice. David Justice, yeah. David Justice. And, and that they were on a he met her on a flight somewhere and she rode the Space Mountain. Which I'm calling no, I... I'm calling bullshit on that one too. Halle Berry's in a league of uh, that's another league, even for Rick Flair. Now, yeah. I did I did. I did ride on an airplane with Ric Flair one time. I will say you that. You probably rode. You probably rode on Space Mountain. <laughs> sure, I <laughs> and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it either. I'm just saying you probably did. Nah, Flair. I rode on a plane that Flair was on. We were. It was when I was heading to WrestleMania uh, in Miami back in 2012, and we get on the plane in Charlotte on our connector flight, and. Uh, we're just sitting in the back, you know. It was me and uh, a couple uh, friends and a few wrestling fans in the back. Okay. And next thing you know, somebody goes, "Hey, I bet Ric Flair's on this flight." And we're like, "Ah, nah, he, you know." And here he came, man. He came out of the the cockpit where the pilots were at, and he <laughs> and he got little. up and he went up to the bathroom like ten times during the flight. <laughs> it was like a oh, it was wow. Like it was like an hour and a half. Because like, was... oh. I, I yeah. heard, Nick, that you'd had that same problem with Bill Clinton. Probably had a good-looking stewardess in the back. Probably. It's possible. So I went down play. Wow, this this show really deteriorated. I did it, though. But did it. No. Oh, no, it's the Sunday Night Roundtable. This is what this show is for. Anytime you talk about Blair, whatever it is. Okay. Woo. Anytime you talk Ric Flair, it's okay with me. And I know Jeff, he's a 92 Rumble guy, just like me. So, nothing wrong with that. How's your your, uh, draft uh, research coming along, Jeff? Uh, Honestly, piss poor at the moment. All right, fair enough. It matches mine, in other words. We'll get there. Same. I'll have it by next Wednesday, by hook or by crook. It's only 10 days away, so. Yeah, we'll get there. Where uh, Nate Nate uh, astonishes us all by not taking Zion Williamson first. Took I did see a mock draft where somebody had them taking R.J. Barrett first, and I was like, "Somebody oh, is drinking." God. Yeah, I'm not even that big a fan of Williamson, and even I would take him first. You got to. Absolutely. Yeah, but, anyway. I agree. You guys happened to watch the? Uh, I know you may not you may not have, but. Uh, Rory McIlroy shot a really good round today of 61 to win the Canadian Oh, Open. yeah. Our and Canadian friend. I brought that up because we've adopted Rory McIlroy up here in Canada. He's one of us now. Yeah, apparently. Yeah, they love him, yeah. Well, he's what? Wasn't he Scottish? No. Uh, he's, he's not English, I don't think. I want to say I he think he's Scottish. He's either Scottish or Irish. I can't remember right offhand. I mean, that's as about as close as Canadian as you get. So, 
to be honest. <laughs> so we check him. We claim him. He's Cracks ours. me up. You guys are adopting him now, but if he was from Fuck Quebec, yeah. you wouldn't want him at all. Well, Quebec's not part of Canada. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, oh, I just gentlemen. saw the max. I just looked at the Max Muncy home run, and uh, it was pretty deep. Yeah, there was, yeah. that wasn't the, the wind helped it out, or I got lucky. He crushed that baby. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> well, Nate, we got a minute left. You better wind this up, or else you'll be thinking yeah. about me because I'm off to. I'm off to watch Nafarastu. Ah. Well, Lou has left us, and we thank him for jumping on. And uh, Jeff, thank you for jumping on and talking with us here a little bit. And uh, we'll be back on Wednesday. Hey, he's Ric Flair. And, you know, Ric Flair would go visit our great sponsors at Cam Bay, but he's probably already seen them all. But, anyway, (laughs) thanks, everybody, for listening in. Ric Flair got us started in the job, probably to the Sunday night round table. It's been a fun one. We hope you guys enjoyed it. We'll be back on Wednesday with more Wide Men Can't Jump. Jeff, thanks for jumping on. Tim, love okay. you, buddy. And, Later uh, days, my friend. Later days. Everybody have a good night, and we will see you all on the next episode here on the Wide Men Radio Network. Have a good night, guys. I ain't even got to say it, that's just something they know. Thanks for listening to the Wide Men Radio Network located at blogtalkradio.com and at widemencantjump.com. Be sure to check out our blogs over at widemencantjump.com and also be sure to check out all the other shows that we put out. You can find us on iTunes, Podcast Static, Stitcher, Google Play, FM Flash, iHeartRadio, and anywhere you find your favorite podcast. Also, at widemencanjump.com. Visit our store and buy some new t-shirts. They're available now in all sizes. This show is brought to you by the law offices of Stephen P. New at newlawoffice.com and by cambay.com. Be sure to visit cambay.com and use promo code WIDEMEN to get 20 free credits on your purchase. Thanks for listening again, and we'll see you next time for the next episode on the Wide Men Radio Network.